Good morning. Anybody remember that movie, Good Morning Vietnam? Yeah, I love that movie. I love movies. One thing you're going to find out, I really like movies, and I talk about them a lot in my sermon illustrations. But good morning, Greer. Good morning, Memorial. Glad to see you. Welcome. Wonderful Wednesdays continue this week. Preschool and elementary kids are invited to join us for a paint party from 9 a.m. to 12 noon on this Wednesday, July 11th. Signed up by filling out the form and dropping it in the offering plate or by contacting Katie. Katie Jeter. She, Katie, Katie's here somewhere, right? Back there in the back. Okay. Next Sunday, I will begin uh, visiting Sunday school classes for questions and answers and fellowship time. And if you have a preference, call the office. June is working up a schedule so that uh, as to when I can come to your Sunday school class. And if you're not in a Sunday school class, now's the time to join and become a part of a Sunday school class so that you can get to know me better, right? And I can get to know you better. We also, uh, any of you, I know some of you go back and forth between services. If any of you like to volunteer to be a lay reader in 11 o'clock service, also let June know that. She's also putting together a list. The first person to volunteer was one of our youth, Max Merritt, begins this Sunday. Summer music camp is coming up July the 30th through August the 2nd. We'll be telling biblical stories through instruments uh, Jessica Krim is completely excited about this. I hope that you will, um, it's say, let's see, does it say the ages? Grades K, five through five. Parents and friends may join us for a dinner theater performance Thursday, August the 2nd, uh, June in the church office to register. All right, and finally, I have a note from the membership committee, and since I'm not sure if I know these folks, I'm, I'm going to say it in both services because I'm not sure which service they belong to, but been uh, given information at Paul and Olympia Eddie, who I think I met them last Sunday here, Mike and Sybil Smith and Greg, Craig and Shelly Reese and family have indicated they'd like to join the church. Now there may be other people that have indicated that in the last few weeks and never got around, it never got around to happening. If, if, you, are, if you are one of these that I called out or if you are interested in doing that please just contact me directly best way to contact me is on email now listen everybody this is going to be real easy umc everybody know what umc stands for united methodist church umc rev rev stands for reverend umc rev okay at gmail.com you got that that's my email address umc rev at gmail.com uh, I'm trying to remember to put that into the uh, next uh, newsletter. I think it was in this last newsletter. Anyway, if you want to contact me, contact me directly about joining or anything at all. Okay? If you have a question, if something was raised in your mind, uh, say uh, about something I said in a sermon, a theological question or anything, feel free to email me. Okay? Also, Facebook. I'm on Facebook, and uh, some of you, many of you have already befriended me. And I appreciate that, and you feel free to friend me, okay? Or not, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so, some, people, some people said, I don't know if I want my minister to be my friend on Facebook. I'm thinking, hmm, they must have lots of photographs of things that they don't want me to see. All right. Well, that's all the announcements I have. Do we have any from the staff that maybe I need to remember?
We leave next Saturday for the mission trip. Everybody know that? We want to make sure. See Andy if you don't. And next Sunday afternoon from 2 to 4 is the wel official welcome for, for uh, Brenda and myself here at the church. So that's next, next Sunday. <laughs> that's right. Okay. Let's begin our worship together. That's Rochelle's girl. <laughs> Y'all stand and sing with us. Well, today I found myself after searching all these years and the man that I saw, he wasn't at all who I thought he'd be. I was lost when you found me here. I was broken beyond repair. Then you came along and you sang your song over me. It feels like I'm born again. Oh 
the first time Dear Lord, we thank you so much for that. We thank you that every day with you is a new day, that you just wipe our slate clean, and we start fresh and new with you each morning. Lord, thank you so much for your mercies and for your grace. Lord, we just praise you this morning, and we lift you high. Lord, help our hearts just to open and be full of you. In your name I pray. Amen. children if you'll come forward 
and join Miss Katie on the rug. We'll have some um, children's time. And if our ushers at this time will come forward and bring the prayer cards, if you have any prayer requests that you would like written down and prayed over this week, if you would just raise your hand and the ushers will come forward and bring you a prayer card. Good morning. How is everybody? Are y'all still sleeping? Let's try that again. Good morning. Oh, y'all are sleepy this morning. Okay, this week we celebrated a holiday, and some of you celebrated it here with me on Wonderful Wednesday. Jackson, what did we celebrate? Yes, being American. It was the 4th of July, and we celebrate on the 4th of July all the freedoms that we have by living in this wonderful country, right? You do? Yeah, we do shoot fireworks to celebrate that sometimes. Well, in this country, the freedoms that we have allow us to do a lot of things. We can worship where we want to. We can go to school where we want to. What are some other things that we're free to do? Can you choose who you want to be friends with? What else can you choose? What freedoms do we have, Lauren? Yes, where we want to work, Jackson. Mm-hmm. What else? Anything else that you think of? Yeah, you can choose whatever you want to choose, right? We are free. We have freedom in this country to choose. Well, we also have a very special freedom by being Christians, and that is the freedom that we have through Jesus Christ, and it is even bigger and more exciting than being free by living in the country of America. Yes, we do shoot fireworks on the 4th of July. Let You do? Awesome. Let me read you a Bible verse that talks a little more about the freedom that we have in Jesus Christ. It comes out of the 8th chapter of the book of John. And it says, So Jesus said to the Jews who have believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are the offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And that's kind of hard to understand, but what it's saying is that we all sin, and we all make mistakes, don't we? What are some things that we might do that would be a sin or a mistake? Do we maybe say something we shouldn't to a friend? Yeah, what else do we do? Yes, we do want to tell them that we love them if we, make, if we commit a sin or we do something that we're sorry for. What are some other mistakes that we make? Do you maybe think a bad thought in your mind about somebody that you really shouldn't? Anything, any other ideas, Jackson? Yes, you're right. Okay, well, we are all sinners. Everyone in this room has committed a sin at some point in time. But because we have Jesus Christ in our hearts, 
we have a freedom from that sin. And when Jesus died on the cross, he forgave us for all of the sins. And all we have to do is ask him for that forgiveness. And Jesus will set us free from that sin. He gives us greater freedom than we could ever have on earth or even by living in America. He sets us free from our sins when we admit that we are sinners and we want to be sinless. He lived a perfect life and died on the cross, taking the punishment for our sins in our place. When we believe that Jesus is the truth and what he did for our sins will give us that freedom and set us free, then the Holy Spirit comes to live in our hearts, giving us freedom from our sin. And then it makes us want to do what is right. Will you bow your heads and pray with me? Dear God, thank you for the freedom we have in America and also the great freedom we have in you. Amen. Are y'all used to singing Jesus Loves Me or Jesus Loves the Little Children, anything like that? We ought to do that when the, at the end. I think that's a Let's sing it now. You like to sing? Let's sing. Somebody can't I remember. I can't sing, so Jesus loves the little children. All the I wanted to uh, make sure everybody understands about the prayers is I believe people will make more effort to give us prayers if they know they're going to be confidential. And so these prayers are laid up here on the altar. I'm going to pray over here in just a second. And then they will be taken to the prayer group uh, that meets on Tuesdays. This last week they were taken there to the prayer group where they'll be prayed again in confidentiality. So please um, make use of this great opportunity for prayer. And uh, it's, as I said in my uh, newsletter article, uh, this is the second most important thing we do after worship. 
Let's bow our heads. Oh, gracious God, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Great are you, O Lord, and we come before you this day humbly uh, seeking our petitions and offering our praise and thanksgiving to you, O God. Uh, your steadfast love moves us to worship you. Uh, you are our, the God of our days and forever. And you send your message of new life uh, so that people may live life abundantly. And we praise you, O Lord, this day and thank you. Lord, we must confess, though, that since we met again, we have sinned. Everyone sins and falls short of the glory of God. And, and so, Lord, we ask that you would once again forgive us. Forgive us for the many ways that we did not live up to being a disciple of yours this past week. And help us, O oh Lord, with the power of the Holy Spirit so that we may become better disciples uh, this week as we go forth into it and our places of school and business and family. We pray, O oh God, for each name that is list, listed up into our prayer list. And we pray for these prayer requests that we've laid upon your altar. We pray and lift them up to you, O Lord, knowing that you know what's best in all situations. You know what's best and help us, O God, to accept your good and perfect will, ultimately understanding that healing finally cannot occur here, but will occur in another place. We pray, O Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray when we were together, saying these words, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Well, I don't know. This is one of my favorite, absolutely favorite passages in the Bible. I love it. It's found in Luke. Chapter, is it on the screen? Yes. Luke chapter 15, beginning at verse 11. It's often called the parable of the lost son. I like to... I call it the parable of the loving father. Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of this state. And so he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had and set off for a distant country and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he'd spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country and he began to be in need. And so he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. And when he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired men have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. And so he got up and he went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. And he ran to his son and he threw his arms around him and kissed him. 
And then the son said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And so they began to celebrate. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. Gracious and wonderful God, we thank you for your words that you give to us. We thank you for your spirit that encompasses us even now. And we pray that that same spirit help us and guide us as we seek to understand for our time. We pray in your name. Amen. Now, you know, having a dream and finding it are two different things. You can't fault this young man. He wanted to find his dreams. The loving father didn't fault him. But listen, you can't dream without risk. No risk means no dream. And people who don't dream are in a rut. And my friends, a rut is simply a grave that's open on both ends. Now, our dreams sometimes crash. But that's not any reason to fear to dream or to fear to try. One year in our neighborhood <clears throat> that we lived in, we were inundated with trick-or-treaters. Now, we had bought several pounds of candy, and it gave out. But still, here came the ghost and the gremlins and the witches. And so finally, it was like, we've got all these kids coming to the door. We've got to give them something. And so we started giving them fruit. We had some apples and bananas, and I know parents don't like that, but that's all we had. Then that gave out. Then we started giving them canned soft drinks. <laughs> and finally, we were down to Vienna sausages, <laughs> pork and beans. And they kept coming. Have y'all ever had that happen? This is... So one little sweet girl that we knew came to the door with her mother. And, we, and I apologize, I said, I'm really sorry, but the only thing I have to give you is a can of cream corn. <laughs> and I noticed that the little girl didn't have a costume on. Nothing, not a thing. So I asked her mother, I said, what is she supposed to be? And her mother said, she's a witch. And I thought, okay. <laughs> so where's your mask, honey? She says, it scares me. So... <laughs> She couldn't, wouldn't wear a uniform or thing because it scared her. Friends, we must not let imaginary things scare us from finding our dreams. That's one of the first things we can learn. The second thing to learn is that we have to be realistic. You see, once out in the world, the guy crashed. In a short time, his dreams had vanished. In a short time, he found himself living with the pigs. Now, uh, when you're down in the pig pen... That doesn't mean you're a failure. It just means that, that your life is not going the way God would want it to go. Your life is not going the way God would want it to go. And it's at those times you need to recognize more than ever that Christ is still with you, even there in that muck. And God wants you to remember who you are. You see, there's nothing wrong with dreaming, but if the dream goes bad, the answer is not to stay in the pigs. The answer is to remember. And it is in this remembering that he goes home and he begins to change. It is in this re remembering 
that the son became, became, begins to change from someone who wants something given to him to someone who wants to give back, to give to others. And so the son heads home. He heads home. But before I continue on this point, I, I want to bring up another thought that I think comes so clearly out of this scripture. Instead of dreaming of a new place to make our dreams come true, we need to look to make our dreams happen where we are. And failing to do this was the mistake that the son made in the first place. That's the first mistake that he made. Thinking that his dreams could only be found somewhere else. Friends, you can make your dreams come true where you are. You can make that career into what you planned it to be, always dreamed it to be. You can make that relationship uh, be what you've always dreamed it to be. You can make this church to be everything you've ever dreamed it to be. If you take the opportunities around you to work on your dreams where you are, where you are. One day in the neighborhood, a friend of mine was leaving his house and, and he noticed that the man next door was leaving his house at the same time and the man next door grabbed his wife and a passionate embrace, kissed her for what seemed like an eternity, finally released her and said goodbye. My friend's wife was observing all this and she turned to her husband and she said, why don't you do that? And my friend shook his head and he said, I hardly know that woman. <laughs> your dreams come true in your own backyard, not in somebody else's. It is God's joy that we find our dreams. And friends, when we reach for our dreams, we need to do our best. We need to do our best. Andy, what did you tell me if I looked at my watch and it was what, I was okay? <laughs> okay, all right. So I haven't quite got the timing down. So Somebody has to give me a high sign like, oh, we got 10 more minutes worth of stuff, folks. Former President Carter, who I've come to admire greatly in his retirement, he wrote about his dream of becoming a nuclear submariner. And the young Ensign Carter remembers being called into the Admiral's office. And the Admiral was Rickover. You may remember him. He was, the, he was considered the, grand, the father of the nuclear fleet. And he, call, he was called in his, into that office for an interview. And the whole time he was there, the Admiral never said a word to him. He looked at his paper the entire time. And finally, after a long silence, the Admiral looked up and he said to Carter, Ensign Carter, he said, did you do your best? That's the only thing he'd said to him. Did you do your best? And Carter writes, he says, I knew that to answer truthfully, I had to say, no, sir, I have not always done my best. And with that, the admiral picked up his paper. He began to leave. And every step that he took, uh, Carter writes, I saw my dreams going out the door forever. And just as Admiral Rickover reached the door, he turned and he looked at Carter for the first time and he said simply, why not? Why not? If you are not doing your best, why not? If you're not doing your best for Christ Jesus, why not? If you're not doing your best for Christ Church, why not? If you're not doing your best in your family relationship, if you're not doing your best at your workplace or in your school place, in your community, why not? 
Do your best. Friends, we need to dream our dreams. God wants us to. We need to make them happen where we are. We need to be realistic. We need to remember who we are. And finally, we need to do our best. We need to do our best. There was a couple who had gone off to the Smoky Mountains for some recreation, and they had stopped at a little restaurant, and they sat down in the corner, and they were trying to, you know, just be by themselves. And a few minutes, a man came in and started going around every table. If any of you have ever been in a small-town restaurant, especially in the mountains, you know how this goes. The couple crouched down. They tried to keep to themselves. They were hoping that they could just have their time together, not be disturbed by a stranger. Finally, the man, though, saw them. He spied them, and he, he came over to them, and he began to talk. And before they could say anything or stop him or cut him off, he began to tell them a story. He said, when I was a child, I didn't go anywhere. I didn't talk to anyone because I did not have a father. I didn't know my father. And so everywhere I would go, the man said, the kids would call me names. And so I kept to myself. Well, one night, he said, a, a, a tent revival came to town. And so I asked my mom, I said, can I go? And she said, well, only if you slip out early before anybody notices you and starts asking about a boy without a father. And so that's just what he did every night. He would go, he'd come in late, he'd leave early, he'd go to the revival. On the last night of the revival, he said, I got so caught up in the message that I forgot to leave early. And when it was over, I found myself standing face to face with, you guessed it, the preacher. Now the preacher looked down at me and said in a loud voice, whose boy are you? And I started to run, he said. But the preacher reached down, put his hand on my shoulder, and he stopped me and he said, I know who you are. You are a child of God. And from that day on, I decided I would not let one person pass by that I didn't take time to speak to and share the love of God, the Father, and our Lord Jesus Christ. And with that, the man introduced himself to the couple who was eating in the restaurant, and he said, my name is Ben Cooper. I served these wonderful people of Tennessee for two terms as their governor. And I hope you enjoy your stay. Friends, remember who you are. Dream your dreams. Do your best. Remember, we were dead, but we are alive again. We were lost, but now we have been found. That is what we celebrate when we celebrate our hope in worship. That's what we celebrate today. Amen. Now let's affirm our faith with this new modern affirmation, which I think is great, is wonderful, has great words, and, it, and it's really good for people who are coming and introducing themselves to church, and for the first time especially. Let's join together. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We're called to be the church.
to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope. In life, in death, in life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let our, you may be seated. Let our ushers come forward as we continue our worship with our giving. Stars in the night, I wonder at your lightning in the sky. I shudder, your glory is a blanket that covers every living thing. I'm in awe at the majesty of who you are. Your love is a seal burned inside my heart. All of the day I want to be where you are, Holy Father. And it feels like there's not enough praise inside of me. all these words all my heart can sing is holy you are holy jesus christ you bled your love laid down yourself and gave me life in naked shame you hung who you are your love is a seal burnt inside my heart all of the day I want to be where you are holy father and it feels like there's not enough praise inside of me with all these words all my heart can sing is holy you are holy 
Christ, you bled your love, laid down yourself and gave me life. In naked shame you hung and you were lifted high. Here I lay in all and wonder. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. It's been so long since I sang that song, and oh, those simpler times of faith. Won't you please come back? Take me away Amazing grace, how sweet the sound The Savior rich like me I once was lost, but now I am found 
But is that song still about me? All to Jesus I surrender All to Him I freely give I will ever love and trust Him Is that still the way I live? And oh, those simpler times are vain Won't you please come back and take me away? He walks with me and he talks with me Tells me I am his own The joy we shared as we tarried there But now that garden is so overgrown And oh, those simpler times won't you please come back and take me away Lord won't you write me a new song something to pick me up and help me along Lord, won't you write me a new song? Jesus loves me, this I know. For in my heart I feel a glow. In my weakness he is strong. In my soul there's a new song and oh those simpler times of faith turns out those simpler times of faith are just one little prayer. And God will raise you up. 